Entrepreneur on Fire 563. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. If you're starting a business or forming an LLC, LegalZoom will help take care of all the details. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter code FIRE for a $10 savings at LegalZoom. Want to manage your incoming calls without hiring that secretary? Go to evoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, John Jantz. John, are you prepared to ignite? Every single day. (laughs) I love it. John is the creator of Duct Tape Marketing Consulting Network that trains and licenses small business marketing consultants around the world. His blog was chosen as a Forbes favorite for marketing and small business, and his podcast, a top 10 marketing show on iTunes, was called a must-listen by Fast Company Magazine. Given our listeners just a little overview, John, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. I kind of almost feel like I can't separate the two, uh, because I've, <laughs> uh, I've actually uh, owned my own small business for over 25 years, and so it uh, has, uh, I, I've, I'm nearing that being half my life um, of, of being a, an entrepreneur or a business owner, so... Um, it's truly been a fun ride. I would never, uh, haven't regretted a second of it. I enjoy every, every single day and really kind of count uh, myself really lucky to get to do this thing. I have uh, been married for longer than that and have four grown daughters. And uh, I know you, one of your features on the show is to talk about one of your proudest moments. And yeah. uh, two, two, two of my uh, daughters, my two oldest, actually work for me full time. So uh, <laughs> that, that, that uh, is part of my story. And it's probably going to come into the, uh, the, the proud moment question as well. Love that. Well, John, we're going to really do a deep dive into your story, into your journey as an entrepreneur, which is, you alluded, has been quite a long and illustrious one. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote, with a mantra to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Well, I don't know how motivational this is, but to me, it's always been a, a thought to live by, and, and it's a real good filter for me to come back to if I ever find myself sort of wallowing in, in pity or trying to, you know, point fingers at people, and you know, which which of course you have opportunities to do every single day, probably uh, doing this, and it's uh, fix the problem, not the blame. Um, and it just is really, uh, I, I really don't even know who to attribute that to. I think my grandfather might have actually um, said that, <laughs> but it, it may have come from somebody uh, notable as well. But uh, that to me has always been a great uh, sort of mantra to live by. Sounds like something that our ancestors coming off the Mayflower might have said from day (laughs) one. So pretty pretty powerful stuff. John, so what we like to really do is kind of take your mantra here and apply it to something that you've done in the last few months, maybe in the past couple of years, but you know, more recent, the better. Um, How have you actually applied that mentality, fix the problem, not the blame to a real life situation? 
truly uh, throughout the course of a day um, with whether it's with a client, whether it's with uh, staff, whether it's with uh, a partner uh, that, that, you know, there are lots of opportunities to say, oh, this didn't go exactly how we thought it was going to go. And, there, and again, there are equal opportunities to say, well, why didn't you do this? Or how come you're no good? <laughs> you know, whatever the, uh, um, you know, whatever, whatever seems to make us feel better. Um, and so I think that, uh, you know, by really kind of saying, okay, I mean, immediately having the mindset of saying, okay, let you know, let's what do we learn? <laughs> How can we make it better? You know, let's let's move on. And so it's hard for me to actually point to one big giant moment because I I think it probably occurs. I hate to say it, uh, but probably on a daily basis. Hey, when you live your life with that mantra, John, it just becomes part of that El Natural. And what we're going to do now, John, because we love stories on Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're our spotlighted guest today, so we're going to hear your stories, your journey in your entrepreneurial world. So take us to a time, John, in that journey when you did fail, when you just fell flat in your face, and where a lot of people would have given up, you've obviously stood up and moved forward, but we can learn a lot from that moment in time. So take us to that moment in time, tell us that story and the lessons you learned. This goes back actually a few years, and I'll just I'll give you the punchline. It ended in a grand jury um, courtroom. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had been subpoenaed to testify on uh, actually uh, about uh, a client uh, who and and the good news I'll give you again the punchline. The good news was I had really nothing of interest to share with, <laughs> with them, Oof. but my association with this uh, with this individual. Uh, at a time when, like a lot of business owners, you, know, you kind of start your business up and say, here's what I do, and you, you kind of feel like you take whatever, whoever comes to you, whatever client comes to you, right? Because sure. they, said, they said they'd pay you, um, <laughs> right? And so you know, you, you, maybe you don't have a well-defined, you don't have the experience, you don't have the track record, you don't have a well-defined, here's who makes an ideal uh, client for my business. And so um, you, you end up, I believe, taking clients that aren't good fits, and a lot of times that uh, – uh, that either pushes you to do things you are not capable of doing or promise things you're not capable of doing because they're not really uh, in your skill set or not in your product or service offering. Um, or, or it really, and I, and I think this is the biggest crime, kind of causes you to, to you know, move out and do things that aren't really you, that aren't maybe, you know, your beliefs. And, and this was a client that, you know, I – was I, I, again, I was not participating in any of their activity, but did I kind of know that they were probably doing some things? Um, probably. Um, so, you know, it really was, and I, I think I'm going to jump straight to, you know, not only was uh, was it a time when, you know, and it's funny because I, I have this really kind of silly, you know, woo-woo um, <laughs> approach about failure. I, I really don't see, it wasn't a time when I failed. It was really a time when I learned. Um, a great deal about, um, you know, who I was and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to stand for. Um, and so, you know, the only way you fail is if you don't do something <laughs> with that learning. Um, and so to me, it was really kind of the moment that I you know said that I was, you know, really never going to work with clients that I didn't respect and that I, that, that was up to me to define what that meant. John, what's so powerful about that, and I can say with complete transparency in the 560 plus interviews that I've done, there's been this common theme, and this theme comes up 
time and time again is that so many of the failure stories that my guests are sharing come when they don't listen to their intuition, when they don't follow their gut instinct, when they're not being authentic with themselves. And so many of their aha moments and successes come from times that they do. So, you know, what that just says to me is that, you know, Fire Nation, you know, we have an intuition that's looking out, you know, for the best of us. And, you know, we have this authenticity that we need to follow and try to live on a day-to-day basis. John, what are your thoughts on that? I totally agree. Um, and, and I'll let, you know, anybody who's listening off, off the hook a little bit is, is to say that I, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. You know, it's, it's, it, it, you know, it's real easy to say, well, your mom told you these three things, you know, so it's, it's black and white. You know, you either do them or you don't do them. Um, but, but I think what, what's really difficult about it is the, the pressure that you feel in every day, the pressure and, you know, interacting, you know, going from meeting to meeting, trying to make payroll, doing all, you know, doing all the things that put uh, additional pressure. And there's no question that uh, that that pressure can, you know, lead you to making decisions or doing things that, that you know, backed away from and looked at, you know, uh, at 50,000 feet, you'd say, what was I even thinking? Right. You know? That aerial view always makes it a little easier. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, and I'm sure this has been a common theme on your show as well, too. I think that's what's so, why it's so important to, whether it's locking yourself in a cabin or, you know, whatever your chosen aerial view, you know, approach looks like, that, that you're always checking in with that, that you, you know, have some time to yourself uh, because the, you know, the whether it's a day, a week or, you know, three days on, you know, at the end of the month or whatever it is, uh, because the, the noise of the business will, you know, will do its best to drown out um, any ability for you to think uh, and stay focused on those things. Mm. So, John, break it down for us because – you know, we just shared a time in your life when you didn't follow your intuition. You you weren't authentic with yourself and you've learned from that. You know, like you said, it wasn't a failure for you per se because of that incredibly valuable lessons you learned. And what's that one lesson that you really want to boil it down for Fire Nation that we can walk away with and really apply to our lives? I think for me um, in that was really just to have a very, I mean, probably you know, I think a lot of businesses kind of fall prey to this, uh, you know, the only way to get, you know, you get loyal customers based on, you know, them choosing you. And I think it's the absolute other way around. You are absolutely in charge of who you want to and get to work with. Um, but it's up to you to not only define who that is, but then build your entire business around um, around having something really, really, truly valuable uh, to attract those people. And and I think that that can be a, to me, it was a very freeing Revelation, and every time I go out and share it with groups that I speak to, that that you're in charge of who you work with, um, and and you're not just uh, you know fall prey to whoever decides they want to buy from you. And I think that that from a business standpoint, um, it can seem hard, particularly getting started, um, but it absolutely is the only way to build a business that that also um, is, is something that that allows you to get what you want out of life. So, John, I just took you to a difficult time in your life that, again, you learned a valuable lesson from, but still, you know, it's probably hard to go back there when it's so real and, and it was difficult. And I'm sure, you know, there was a lot of stress and anxiety that surrounded that moment. Yeah, I, I've actually, I'll just tell you that that was 1994. I've only been telling that story publicly for about five years. Wow. See, that's so <laughs> thank you for opening up that window into your life. It's really powerful. And, you know, I know a lot of Fire Nation is going to get so much, so much out of that. But, now, John, let's let's break out of that. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. And I want to talk about another point in your journey. I want to talk about 
an aha moment or a light bulb that at some point just went off in your head. And you've had hundreds, if not thousands of these moments. But with Fire Nation, let's share one story today of one aha moment that you've had that truly was powerful. And John, tell us that story and then walk us through the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. About that time frame that I talked about, uh, mid to late 90s, um, I encountered um, Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, Revisited. And um, it's a book that's still out there, I think still very relevant um, today. Uh, obviously, it hadn't, hasn't really been updated in, in some ways, but I think the core point of that uh, idea or of that book w- was certainly the one everybody I think the one everybody really gravitates to is this idea of, of small businesses. You know, you need to think of it like a system and build systems. And, and you know, a lot of small businesses are really kind of see their pants. You know, what, what do we sell today? How do we ship it today? And, and you know, obviously that book, uh, to, the, to the nth degree, particularly if you continue to study some of Gerber's work, you know, really gets into this, you know, systems for everything. But to tell you the truth, the big aha for me, while that was an important one, um, was that it was clear that that – in that book, um, he he had a very clear point of view about what it takes to build a business, um, and and that you know he broke that down into several elements, and then he just repeated over and over again. And you see it later in uh, again a lot of uh, of uh, Gerber's work is that uh, um, although in, in recent years he's gotten a little uh, he's gotten a little, he's changed his tune a little <laughs> bit, and uh, that's I'll leave it at that. But um, uh, if anybody's heard him speak, I, I I heard him speak recently, and and again this was you know I'm, I'm wandering off course here, but this was a you know sort of a hero mentor of mine, right? And he actually wrote the forward to my first book, um, and I I uh, he spoke in an event right after me. You know, which was kind of cool for me, right? Yeah. Uh, to to be able to say that, but you uh, open for Michael Gerber. <laughs> well, he was the last speaker, and you know, I think there was like eight that day or something. I was right before him, and uh, so he uh, um, he got up there and he said, "You know, I've known John Jance for a long time, and and uh, he, you know, he is the king of you know of tactics and telling you how to do things and to break them down into systems. But I want you to I want you to know that everything he just said is bullshit." And I want wow. you to forget everything. And he went on. And, and again, he wasn't really actually saying what I said was bullshit. What he was actually saying was that, you know, he, then he went off in this whole thing about God and spirit and how you had to, you know, embrace something and out in the desert. I, don't, I, I lost him after a little while, but, but it, was really kind of a, it was really kind of a funny moment. And uh, I'm sorry that I, I wandered off. No course worries. Here. No, that was a really interesting <laughs> insight. And uh, I'm going to go find that video somewhere. <laughs> and so, um, so back to my point, and I do have one, um, was the, this, this whole idea of a point of view, having a very firm point of view and saying, this is what I believe. This is, and, and, and not just you know, for your life or for your business, but actually to communicate that um, as as part of your message, a part of your marketing. And that's really informed the whole duct tape marketing system. The whole work I've done around duct tape marketing is that I, I have a very clear point of view about what I believe it takes to uh, to market a business and that that can be a system and that it, uh, that, that that you can you know, build and uh, a a marketing truly a marketing system and operate it like all the other systems in your business. But for my business and and kind of the aha for me was that 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 I have, you know, I have stuck to that point of view for you know fifteen 
maybe going on about 18 years, um, and it hasn't changed. In fact, it's only grown stronger, and, and I think that's really, I think that's the essence in a lot of ways of, of really strong brands. Is It's not about your logos and colors and design, and you know, all of those are important elements that, that do communicate something, but I think it's this idea of having a very, whether it's unique or not, a very clear point of view and sticking to it. So if somebody was to say, John, what is your number one clear point of view? Like, what do you want people to associate John Jans and duct tape marketing with? What would that be? There are probably three elements that that I'm most proud of in in terms of our point of view, and that you know to some degree uh, are now coming around. People are saying, "Well, sure, everybody knows that," but you know, no, no, not everybody's been saying uh, some of the things that I've been saying uh, for you know 20 years here. And that the the first is that marketing is a system, um, and and that's you know somewhat eye opening for a lot of people uh, that you have to have strategies before tactics. And I know again that doesn't sound that uh, that earth shattering, but uh, nobody's doing it. Um, you know, everybody wants to talk about the tactics first. And for me and our point of view is we don't pass go until we know exactly, you know, why you do what you do, who very specifically you're, you're going to do it with and what in contrast to what everybody else says is, you know, the thing that makes you unique. Um, and, and then we're going to go to work on tactics. And then the third piece, and, and I, I, you know, one of my proudest moments uh, in, in creating uh, um, content is that McKinsey, uh, the, the large uh, consulting firm, has now started to uh, copy this uh, particular technique and something I call the marketing hourglass. And essentially, it's really just uh, uh, our view of the customer, the prospect, uh, and, and then customer journey uh, that, uh, that really kind of throws the whole idea of the funnel out the door uh, and says that, you know, we want to we spend as much time as in the in the process of getting a client, we want to spend as much time in creating a, an experience that that makes them want to come back and refer uh, because uh, the, the, that's our best source of lead generation. So those three elements probably stitched together uh, make up uh, probably our you know, most essential point of view. So you mentioned McKinsey, John. If you could really drill down into maybe one team or one person or one entrepreneur in our space here, you know, the social media marketing world space, the new media expo type space that's really hitting it out of the park with these principles, who would you point to? I have to tell you, the person that I admire the most, and I spend as much time with him as, as I can from a business standpoint, is Brian Clark uh, at Copyblogger. Yes. I mean, he's just everything he and, and, you know, I've known Brian for a long time. His, his very first product was called Teaching Cells years ago, and I participated in that. And, and you know, he interviewed me for uh, parts of that. But as, as you watch everything he's done, it's just, it's just really been very smart. Um, uh, you know, really, he's taken the whole idea of, of blogging and inbound marketing and, and monetized it probably like nobody else, uh, at least that I've watched, and, and just keeps rolling out product after product that, that really then is, is feeding uh, that whole content marketing machine and, and community. It truly is a machine, John. And what I love is that it starts with the strategy. You know, that's where his focus is. And then everything falls into place after it. And now it is just a matter of feeding that machine because he has such a great strategy in place. 
Well, and I think a lot of content producers, um, myself included, that got in. I mean, we started writing. I started writing blogs, blog posts in 2003, mainly because I had a product I wanted to sell, and it seemed like a pretty easy way to get content online, and that's how people were going to find me and and find my product. And so a lot a lot of us that got in early, then all of a sudden we didn't get into it because we thought, oh, these blogs are going to blow up and be huge, and we're all going to be great <laughs> publishers, and you know, we're going to be world famous bloggers. I mean, none of us got into it for that. Um, but a, but a, but a number of people actually that did happen to um, in terms of building a follow, following and having a name brand. And, and I will tell you that it is the minority of those folks that have actually turned that into a business that makes them money. Um, and, and that's the part that I think a lot of people really miss. There are a lot of household names, people that were at social media marketing world <laughs> up there on stage with lots of people wanting to rush up and, and, you know, touch their robes, um, you know, afterwards that, that haven't figured out how to make a business out of that. And, and I think Brian, um, you know, is probably the, the example that people ought to follow. Love that mentality. So, John, we alluded to this really early on, and now we're here. You've had a lot of great moments as an entrepreneur, but if you could just boil it down into one proud moment, your proudest, in fact, entrepreneurial moment, what would that be? Certainly putting out a book, my first book. I remember the first box of those showing up and I fondled the thing, you know, I mean, and just <laughs> hugged it and held them. John, this is a family you know. show. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, you know, so so obviously in that day I was was certainly, but, but you know, collectively I think that that um, my proudest moment is, is the fact that I've kind of been able to hang out as long as I have and, and continue to enjoy it. And, and it's given me the opportunity to actually have my, my two oldest uh, daughters uh, work full time with me, wow. and, and I think that's uh, that 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 accomplishment will always uh, be pretty darn high up there. So legacy, John, and that's a proud proud moment. And speaking of that legacy, I want to bring things to present times. I want to talk about today, John, because here you were speaking at one of the top social media marketing conferences in the world here in San Diego. I mean, you are still at the top of your game. What is one thing that you are really fired up about today? In terms of the thing that I'm really on fire about right now is really more, I have a new book coming out in May called Duct Tape Selling. Um, and uh, the, the subtitles, Think Like a Marketer, Sell Like a Superstar. I think the great opportunity right now in marketing and sales is this idea that, that sales teams, the culture of selling, the culture of sales teams is, is not only changing, it's being changed <laughs> because the, the culture of buying is changing. Um, and, and so I, th- I think a really kind of cool opportunity is that we've never had a better time to, to integrate and a better set of tools to integrate sales and marketing. Uh, sales and marketing have, you know, con- consistently been kind of at odds. There's always been a, there's a, a wall culturally. Uh, that divides the two. Salespeople are typically measured on calls made and deals closed, and and uh, and that you know that that obviously is is changing. You know because as I said, I think the world of buying is changing, and so uh, I'm spending a lot of time right now talking to organizations about this idea of changing the culture of sales and and really integrating sales and marketing and getting the sales team doing more marketing and getting the marketing team understanding a more personal way to. Uh, to market and sell, and I think there's a great I think there's a great opportunity for any of your listeners out there because I think there are a lot of uh, sales teams you know really dragging their feet on this and and sales leadership uh, really hungry for this kind of training. I can see why you're fired up, John. And we're about to dive into the lightning round, but before we do, let's thank our sponsors. What's the difference between a business who has a massive audience with tons of raving fans and a business who has a fairly large audience, but not many fans who are the type to tell their friends about them? 
It's all in the way you treat and interact with your audience, Fire Nation. When's the last time you told your friends about a business who, when you were experiencing trouble with their website or one of their products or services, you weren't even able to get in touch with them for help? Unless it was to vent about how frustrated you were, probably never, right? Customer service, the way you treat and interact with your audience is still the number one way to shine. So what are you waiting for? If you think your customers might like to get in touch with you via phone, make it easy for them. Evoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off per month forever on top of their 30-day free trial. So just go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes Evoice under 8 bucks a month. Evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Let's face it, the legal system is complicated, and frankly, there are better things you could be doing with your time, like working on building your audience and creating products and services that help them. Thankfully, LegalZoom is here for you. If you're thinking about starting a business, forming an LLC, getting a trademark, LegalZoom gets the job done right. You'll get the personal attention you need and they'll help you take care of all the details. Do you want peace of mind? I don't blame you. Starting a business the right way involves a lot of checks and balances. Good thing for us, LegalZoom's been helping small business owners for over 14 years and they've received an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. For a $10 discount on services, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services, but it's not a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com, enter discount code FIRE. And we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? You betcha. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. That's a really unfulfilling answer. But uh, I knew I, I went to work for an organization for about five years out of college. And the entire time I was like, as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to start my own thing. Yeah. Why did it take you five years? Well, that's good. Well, all right. So then there's a the simple answer <laughs> of, you know, figuring it took me that long to figure out how to make money doing my own thing. Um, and, and I did it. Uh, I actually, I can say this now because my uh, employer's not listening. I don't think it's my <laughs> oh, We have quite the reach here, John. I'd be careful. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I was doing the ultimate side hustle uh, to get it started. John, what's the best advice you've ever received? The advice that I got from Michael Gerber, you know, maybe indirectly initially from from the book of of really looking at business, uh, the entire business as a system. And again, I know that's not rocket science, but um, but it was not. It's not what I had seen other businesses doing, and it certainly wasn't what I was doing. And then years later, he called all of your stuff bullcrap. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> John, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Before I share a little disclaimer, I'm uh, I'm in a book launch window, and so it's completely gone out. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but but uh, one of the things that that for the last few years I've really tried to guard is is uh, a couple focus days a week, um, and that uh, th- those days uh, really all I'm allowed to work on. And when I say allowed, I mean my staff really protects that as well. Is is the highest payoff activities, and we identify what those are quarter by quarter and you know it may be a new product it may be a book that i'm writing it may be you know something else uh, some other opportunity like a presentation that i really need to nail um and that uh um you know i'm uh, that's all i'm allowed to do those days and a lot of times i don't even come into the office 
I love that. And what I want to impart upon Fire Nation is, you know, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. So it yeah. sounds like it's easy to work on the highest paying products and projects, but it's also easy not to work on them. So having these focus days are absolutely integral. Yeah, because that, that email keeps coming. Email keeps coming. <laughs> and then you're on somebody else's agenda. Right. Think about That's that, right. Fire Nation. Yeah, yeah. So John, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Well, I was a really early Evernote adopter and and used it uh, for a long time and then found that I made it really complex. <laughs> you know, I was doing all this stuff. It was supposed to be this simple thing. Um, still love it, uh, but what I needed was something that was much simpler. And a couple of years ago, I landed on Workflowy. Um, I'm sure somebody else has mentioned that because if you ask this question enough, and there, it's basically just an outliner. And I can put my entire life on there in an outline and everything that... I'm working on uh, everything that I want to do with a client, everything I want to do you know, with my family uh, can, can go into this giant outline and then I can just have all kinds of tasks and, and I can share things with you know, components of it. And so it, it's simplicity is really its beauty. Simplicity is beauty. John, I'm staring at my workflowy right now. <laughs> my favorite feature of it is the search feature. I mean, you can type in anything and it will take you right there. So I mean, yeah. you know, passwords, login information, you name it, it's there. I absolutely agree, and I, I'm, his name's escaping me now, but the, the guy that created that, uh, really, I had him on my show, really, really nice guy. Oh, cool. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash John Jans. John, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? There's one that I recommend all the time to people because it's it's out there. You've probably not had it recommended, and it uh, to me, it's a great way to think differently about your business. And I, I love to read books that are not business books just for that reason. So it's a book goes uh, 1979, I think. Um, Time the Timeless Way of Building by Christopher Alexander. He's an Austrian uh, architect, probably about 80 uh, now, and it really just talks about how communities are built. And how they work together and the systems and the patterns that, that need to develop for a strong community. And he's talking in terms of architecture and of buildings and where things should be, sidewalks should be laid out. First off, he's a really beautiful writer, so it's not dry or boring at all. Um, but it just struck me the first time I started reading it, how what he was talking about applied so beautifully to the building of a, of a business community. And, uh, and so I really recommend that book to everybody. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And John, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think I would go and try to find out where all the entrepreneurs were hanging out, where all the meetups were, where all the networking events that were, uh, that were you know, significant, uh, people, really, you know, people really doing things, people that were entrepreneurs on fire. I'd find, the, I'd find yeah, those yeah. people. <laughs> um, and I would start trying to uh, find how I could integrate my knowledge and my expertise into what they were doing in a way to help them or a way to add value and, and start building some strategic relationships. To me, that's, that's a great place for anybody starting a business to, to really start building that foundation early on. 
Well, John, I love to live in the world of the black and the white answer. You kind of like flirting with the gray a little bit, but despite that, I've been able to pull out some real powerful insights, tips, tools, and tactics from you, and I've really found your journey really inspiring. So thank you for that, and let's end on a high note by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would say that uh, the the guidance that I would give people is really that that I sh- that tip I shared earlier about uh, having those focus days. First off, identifying what are your highest payoff activities, and then really guarding those, um, whether it's a, an hour or it's a day or it's a week, uh, whatever it is that you can take to 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 guard those. Um, that's that's probably my my parting advice. But uh, and then uh, obviously you can find anything that I've worked on or written at uh, ducttapemarketing.com and that's d u c t t a p e marketing.com and uh, I have set up a sister site for my uh, new book and so that's just ducttapeselling.com and uh, probably the greatest thing there is I, I mentioned several hundred people, organizations, and resources in the book and chapter by chapter I've got all the links to every single one of them there on duct tape selling. Love that. Well, John, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that you just mentioned, your resource, book, all of it at eofire.com. Just type in John with an H in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. And John, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. A lot of fun. Thanks. Fire Nation. Every design on the Squarespace all-in-one platform automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your site, so your content will look great on every device, every time. This is huge. The last time I checked out our stats, over half of our website visits came from a mobile device. What are you waiting for? Squarespace makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com, use offer code FIRE. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 